This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. General Motors is accelerating plans to boost EV production. The automaker announced it will idle its Factory Zero Detroit Hamtramck plant for the next four weeks so it can prepare to expand production. The plant currently builds the Hummer EV pickup, and in the future it will produce the SUV version as well as the Silverado EV. GM says the move to boost EV production is coming sooner than it initially planned. And speaking of EV production, Ford announced that its plant in Valencia, Spain will produce EVs based on its next generation EV architecture, which will include more connected vehicle technology. But it didn't say when EV production will kick off in Spain. Ford is also investing $2 billion to build EVs in Germany starting next year. The company is aiming to sell 600,000 EVs annually in Europe by 2026. And in other manufacturing news, Toyota is once again slashing production. The automaker announced it's cutting global production by 50,000 units in July and now only expects to make 800,000 vehicles. This is in addition to cuts Toyota announced last month. And it's all got to do with a shortage of semiconductor chips. Let's stick with Toyota for the moment. It's partnering with Redwood Materials to create a sustainable closed-loop EV battery ecosystem. The collaboration will focus on the collection, testing, and recycling of Toyota's hybrid batteries for raw materials. It will also develop second-life uses for repurposed or remanufactured batteries. And if the name Redwood sounds familiar, that's because we've talked about it before. The company was established by former Tesla co-founder J.B. Straubel, and last year Ford invested $50 million in Redwood to help it expand its manufacturing footprint. There are a few key reasons to start a business in Michigan. First of all, it's the talent. Second, Michigan is wired for winning. Third. The ecosystem here is really focused on supporting businesses in the market. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Four-door sedans are a dying breed, but Volkswagen isn't ready to give up on them and just revealed design sketches of an all-new electric sedan called the ID Aero. It will be built on its MEB platform, like VW's other ID vehicles, so you can expect a similar layout. It will most likely offer several battery sizes, depending on the market, with the largest having 77 kilowatt hours of usable space and the option for all-wheel drive. The ID Aero will first go on sale in China in the second half of next year, which is the same time production will start for the North American and European markets. Peugeot thinks customers are getting tired of high-roofed, boxy SUVs, so it converted the 408 sedan into a vehicle that looks like a mix between a sedan, an SUV, and a station wagon. It hopes to lure customers looking for something different. The 408, 
is a lot lower and longer than Peugeot's 3008 SUV, and it has a more sleek design. The grille has the same color as the body to blend in with the front end, and it will initially be offered with three powertrains, two of which are plug-in hybrids, one with 182 horsepower and the other with 228. The third option is a gasoline engine with 131 horsepower. All the engines are mated to an eight-speed automatic transmission. An all-electric version will be available a few months after the vehicle launches in the beginning of 2023. And to support all of its driver assistance functions, it's equipped with six cameras and nine radars. The 408 will be built in both France for the European market and in Chengdu for the Chinese market. Do car designers really need to use clay models to design a new car? Or can they do it all digitally? That's going to be the topic on AutoLine After Hours this Thursday. Designer John Manugian will be joining us, and so will Doug Grieg, the CEO of a company called Taurus, which makes clay milling machines. So join John and Gary as they dive into one of the most controversial topics in automotive design today. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. During pandemic lockdowns in 2020, risky driving increased out on U.S. roads because a lack of traffic emboldened drivers to step on the gas. But even after lockdowns were lifted, a new report from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety says that trend continued. It analyzed data from the Virginia Department of Transportation and found that the chances a Virginia driver was going to go at least 10 miles an hour over the speed limit was up over 50% between March and June of 2020 compared to 2019. But the IIHS says speeding continued into 2021 and speed-related deaths were up 5% last year. Other risky driving behavior also continued. The number of passengers killed in crashes without a seatbelt on rose 3%, and alcohol-related deaths were up another 5% compared to 2020. With the increase in traffic deaths, the IIHS says more needs to be done to prevent speeding, like automated speed enforcement and road designs that slow traffic. Automotive enthusiasts seem to love sporty station wagons, and for the first time ever, BMW is offering an M3 version. Equipment-wise, it's the same as other M3 models. Power comes from a turbocharged 3-liter inline six-cylinder engine mated to an 8-speed automatic transmission. All-wheel drive is standard and with 375 kilowatts or 510 horsepower, the M3 Touring will do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 3.6 seconds. That same sporty character is carried over to the design, both inside and out, as well as the chassis and suspension. Obviously, the biggest change will be the amount of room. The M3 sedan has 13 cubic feet, 
or nearly 370 liters of cargo space, but the wagon has 500 liters or over 17 and a half cubic feet of rear room with the seats up. Production of the M3 Touring kicks off this November. Porsche, a brand once known for only making two-door sports cars, struggled to incorporate its brand DNA into its first-ever SUV, the Cayenne. I mean, just look at these early design sketches. There's a lot less tying it to Porsche's other models than the vehicle it came out with. And this is just some of the more great information coming out of the company as the SUV celebrates its 20th anniversary, including that internally, the project was called Colorado. It took about five years to completely design and develop the Cayenne, which was pretty standard for the time. But getting things like the front end right proved difficult. Porsche's design boss at the time spent an entire year on the headlights alone. The doors were also difficult, because there's not a lot of room in front of or behind them. So the doors really define the side of the vehicle. And it even talks about compromises it had to make on the interior. We'll provide a link if you'd like to learn more. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for making AutoLine part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation.